Welcome back to another episode of Goddess Talks with Elise 5000. What's the deal? I'm Elise 5000. Hey, hey, I'm your host. Yes, the hostess with the mostess. And today we're going to be talking about how the universe is mental. We are God. That's right. You heard me. We're God. I know. I know. It's hard to believe. But, you know, since I'm a starseed from Sirius B, I just felt the need to spread the message, the gospel of the kingdom. Mike, I mean, this is what I interpret it to be. Like, I literally read the Bible. This stuff is in the Bible. So don't be like, oh, you a blasphemer. I know that this is religion. This is like a tuppy, touchy subject. Actually, this is not religion. This is ontology, the nature of reality. This is has nothing actually to do with religion. Some of these concepts just happen to be in religious books, okay? Because religion does have a part in, you know, explaining the nature of reality as we've seen in Genesis where, you know, it talks about the creation. Boom, that's ontology. But since the universe is mental, it's basically a psychological. It's, it's very highly psychological. There are some, you know, moral ethics, some philosophy uh, concepts to religion. But for the most part, this is basically ontology, metaphysics, quantum physics. This is science. So I'm not really trying to get into the uncomfortable subject of religion. I don't want, you know, people to anyone to be offended. I don't want anyone to call me a blasphemer. Let's not do that. Let's not be toxic. All I'm doing is giving uh, a message. And perhaps, you know, you can um, eat the meat and spit out the bones if you feel the need to. Or, you know, you can... I'm just I'm just delivering information. I'm just a messenger. That's all I got to say. Nothing I say is going to put a, another human being in mental bondage. Nothing I say is going to condemn anyone. Well, I will condemn a narcissist. Um... But not in a bad way. I'm just going to let you know you're a narcissist. Let's work on that. Let's look at things a different way and, you know, work work on that. Anything can be worked on. If you're a sociopath or maybe even a psychopath, that is a reprobate. There's no hope for that person. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's I don't want to talk about that. Anyway, the, the point is the universe is mental, man. We're God. We are God. Ye are gods. The universe is all the way mental. It's all in your mind. Jesus said it. Now, a lot of Christians love Jesus. They believe in Jesus. They just, I find that people just don't really understand what he said. They just, they're like, oh, he died. And they kind of just focus on the death. You know, they focus on the the cross, you know, the death. The, the, and then and the resurrection. But my thing is, if, if, if Jesus died and resurrected, then did he really die? Was he really dead? Like, but anyway, that's not even, I don't even want to get into that. I want to keep it neutral. And I just want to deliver this uh, super quantum physics message. It's just, it's science, you guys. And also, I want to put a little disclaimer out there, okay? I'm not... Um, a spiritual guru. I'm just a person that, you know, did research, just noticed things and decided to kind of talk about it. So if you see me out here in these straights, <laughs> don't be trying to put me on blast and whatnot. Like, don't be doing that. Like, because I'm regular, I'm a normal person. Don't be trying to hold me to certain things, certain standard, because you know what? I'm not perfect and I'm not religious. Okay. I'm not, I don't follow a religion. I created my own religion for me. 
Okay, I eat from the tree of life, not the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So that means I don't listen to what other people say. I listen to what is was told to me from the universe. I listen to my intuition, my instinct, what I feel, what sounds right, what doesn't make sense. And I study to show thyself approved. That's what I do. I'm learning just like everybody else. And I think that is the point of life itself to get to know yourself, to get to understand what it is that we're doing. I've created a platform to to discuss, you know, the things that I discovered during my research process. A lot of people may not know I had a, a spiritual awakening around 20, like 19. And I took time, like I took a year off. I didn't, if you look, I didn't, you know, release any music. I probably didn't even, I wasn't doing much, much of anything. Okay. Let me just keep it real. I wasn't, I was studying, I was researching, I was learning. I was trying to figure out myself, know thyself. Okay. And I'm getting off topic, but this feels right to me. Um, know thyself. That's ancient Egyptian and the Greeks tried to take it and say, but it's basically the same thing. But Socrates says, know thyself. He was like, in ancient Greece, the oracle of Apollo, Pytha, the, the Greeks used to practice um, enthusiastic divination, which means that the oracle Pytha would get possessed by Apollo and then they would start convulsing, kind of like, you know, getting the Holy Ghost to church. And then they would deliver like an oracle message and the Pytha said that Socrates was the most wise person alive at that time. Anyway, Socrates said, know thyself. And he got that from ancient Egypt, which they say the body is the house of God. Man, know thyself and thou shalt know the gods. The body is the temple of the gods within you. Therefore, it is said, man, know thyself. And then Egyptian God Thoth said, List ye, O man, to the words I shall give ye. In them shall ye find the essence of life. Before I return to the halls of Amenti, notice he said Amenti, amen, okay, Amenti, the halls of Amenti, taught shall ye be the secret of secrets, how ye too may arise to the light preserve them and guard them, hide them in symbols so the profane will laugh and renounce, which people have done. In every land, form ye the mysteries, make the way hard for the seeker to tread. Thus will the weak and the wavering be rejected. And I find that to be true because I, the rabbit hole is so deep that you have to be really, you have to really want this information. You have to be very uncomfortable with what with what, you know, what you're currently doing. And that was what happened to me. I was just, I just couldn't move on until I, I can't say my prayers at night until I know who these prayers are going to. Like, I don't feel right about it. Like I need to real, I need to know because some of these people claiming a certain thing, they don't have the fruit of the spirit. You know, you get taught certain things. I, I was raised in church. I was raised Baptist. Used to go stay with my grandma in the summer. She's Pentecostal. That's a whole, that's a whole nother level. Okay, Pentecostal is a whole, a whole nother spiritual level. Not to say, well, anyway. By the way, Pentecostal comes from a guy named Montanus. 
They called it Montanism in the late second century. And it was an early Christian movement that was actually labeled a heresy for its belief in new prophetic revelations, which is a prophetic movement called for a reliance on the spontaneity of the Holy Spirit and also a more conservative personal ethic, which parallels modern day Pentecostalism and the charismatic movement. It was a cult. It comes from Turkey. Apostle Paul is from Turkey, Anatolia to be exact. I believe is it's where Apostle Paul got his ideas from. And I could go in depth to show you some serious parallels, but the point is I'm not doing that right now. <laughs> so I had my spiritual awakening and um and I and, and I started studying, I started researching and, and like I had these experiences with beings Okay, not trying to freak anybody out, but like most people that I talk to have had experiences with beings or with ghosts or with entities or with dreams. I mean, you know, this can't be like too far-fetched. Anyway, these entities or, or energies, I would like to say, um, kind of showed themselves to me through devices. I mean, and I, ugh, I'm so weird about like sharing these these experiences because these things aren't for everyone. It's creepy. I, I'm going to save that for, for another time. But yeah, the universe is mental and, you know, we are, you know, ye are gods. So here's another ancient Egyptian proverb. The kingdom of heaven is within you and whosoever shall know himself shall find it. Now, I told you earlier this episode was... This message, this is basically a message. This is the gospel of the kingdom. I'm not religious, okay? I'm not perfect. I'm I'm not a sinner either. I'm not going to just be like, I don't believe in that anyway. I just believe, you know, people have a journey and they learn. That's my belief, okay? Well, you know what? Some of y'all do be sinning. <laughs> Like, not to be, that's not funny, but like violence against children, violence, murder. I don't know. I'm not the, I'm not here to judge anybody though. So that's why I say I'm, you know. Yeah, I'm not here to judge, but I am here to make people aware of things that they may be doing. And I hate it when, you know, when you make people aware of things, they'd be like, well, you do this and, you know, only God could judge me and well, I'm God and I'm here to tell you that right there is narcissistic behavior. Like if I'm being a narcissist, let me know. It's called righteous judgment, basically. And I'm a, let me break it down for you. Biblically. So check this out. Jesus said, moreover, the father judges no one but has entrusted all judgment to the son. Right. All right. So who's the son? It's either Jesus or you, because I'll break that down later. But so then Jesus goes on to say in John eight fifteen, you judge according to the flesh. I am not judging anyone. Then he goes for judgment. I have come into this world so that the blind may see and those who see may become blind. So if the father isn't judging anybody, Jesus said he ain't judging nobody. Who is who is judging you? Who, who, who is judging you? Could, could it be that you're judging yourself all is mind? Because it, Matthew 7 says, judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but you do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Psychological projection. 
Jesus said, let me take that speck out of your eye, you hypocrite. First, take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Basically, narcissism and uh, psychological projection. You know what? Somebody called me a sinner the other day. We were arguing, and I was like, I'm not a sinner. You're a sinner, though, because you believe in that. That's what you believe. So that means you're, you're actually the sinner. <laughs> Like, and he didn't understand. He was like, no, the Bible says that you're a sin. You've sinned. You're not perfect. You've sinned. So therefore you need Jesus to die for you. And I was just like, no, I didn't sin. You, you see, I didn't call him a sinner. The law, he believes in that. The knowledge of good and evil, he believes in that. He ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I eat from the tree of life. I don't believe in that. So that's what what you know that's he's affected by the law because that's what he believes and so he was like well no jesus died for my sins so i i'm like but you just called me a sinner so if jesus died for our sins ain't no sinners right does that make sense like jesus died for the sins of the whole world so ain't nobody a sinner but he's still like you a sinner like what i don't what are you doing and so then when you try to, t you know, call people out like that behavior is narcissistic, that behavior is wrong. They say, oh, you're judging me. Only God can judge me. But it's like, it's called righteous judgment. First of all, the Bible say God ain't judging nobody. So if you go by the Bible, then God ain't judging nobody. First of all. So what did Jesus die for again? Your sins, even though God ain't judging nobody. So Jesus said, I've come to this world so that the blind may see and those who see may become blind. That's righteous judgment. Like, hey, th these uh, behaviors are in error, right? These behaviors need to be corrected because you do the same thing. So how you gonna tell somebody else that they a sinner? It's, it's constructive criticism. And the difference between constructive criticism and destructive criticism is the way in which the comments are delivered. Both forms are challenging your ideas, character or ability, but when someone is giving you destructive criticism, it could probably hurt your pride and have negative effects on your self-esteem and confidence. And not, you know, I'm guilty. I may say stuff harsh. I may be like, mm. You're a narcissist. I may do that. Like, yes. But I mean, Jesus did the same thing. He was like, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. Okay. So another verse, another scripture says, but I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words, thou shall be justified. And by thy words, thou shall be condemned. It sounds like you're condemning yourself. That's what really it sounds like. That would mean you're God. Because, duh, the universe is mental. This is a, a projection. Every We're all projecting. In Luke 17, 21, the kingdom of God is within you. That's kind of the same situation. The kingdom of heaven is within you. And whoever shall find himself shall find it. And that's why, I, you know, that's the whole topic of the universe is mental. We are God. You are God. You are a God. It doesn't matter. So people get mad like, you're not God because you didn't make stuff. And I'm just like, oh, my God, that's that's like, what? I... I do make stuff though. I make music. Okay. I create things from nothing. I make something out of nothing. This podcast came from my brain, came from my imagination. I made it. Of course, you could say, no, you didn't do anything. God did it. But did so if God did it, who are you talking to right now? Because I'm doing this right here, this podcast. I'm doing it. Who are you talking to right now then? Oh, well, that was God through you. Oh. Doesn't that make me be God? Hmm, my father and I are one, right?
I'm just trying to raise my own frequency by exposing myself to new ideas, thoughts, and concepts. But that is a, a pretty nifty concept, it's given that it does say that ye are gods, literally in the, the holy book, the sun book, the Bible. I love the Bible, though. The Bible has so much good information. You just kind of have to piece it apart and break it down and figure it out, the esoteric meaning, the, the metaphysical meaning. Because what, what I found is that learning Medu Netter and, you know, exploring other texts kind of helped the Bible make more sense to me. So check this out. In the Bible, it says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them, right? So then, okay, we're sons of God. So uh, my thing is, how is Jesus the only begotten son of God if we're if God created man and woman in the image, male and female, he created them. Now, I know the Council of Nicaea did some, some editing. I'm aware of that. So that's why, you know, you have to kind of dissect this thing and get evidence from other areas in the Bible. So now, sons of God, right? Adam... It says in Genesis 5, 3, when Adam had lived 130 years, he had a son in his own likeness, in his own image, and he named him Seth, right? So Adam had a son in his own image. Boom. A human being that is not Adam, but yet another human being with his own soul named Seth. And now God... In Genesis 1, created mankind in his own image. Do you see where I'm going with this? We're children. We're, we're gods. God had a child. And then that child had a child. And then that child had a child. We're gods. I can't, I don't understand why people are like, we're not God. No, we're not. If we're, if God made us exactly like him, then we're exactly like him. And by the way, it's, it's not even a him. It's a her, by the way. Yeah, women were here like 30,000 years before men were self-creating parthenogenesis. So there's this temple in Sais, a city in lower Egypt, and it's the temple of Neith or Net. And when I first learned of this particular Neith goddess, I was like so enthralled. So I began to study this particular goddess and come to find out this is called the Net, goddess of the matrix. It's where we get the term internet. And also she represents consciousness and her body is the unk. The, the whole entire unk is that's her whole body. So on the walls of her temple, she says, I am all that has been, that is, and that will be. No mortal has been able to lift the veil that covers me, NRT. Those are her symbols, NRT. So the netters, the Egyptian netters, we get that from Net. She's the mother and father of all things. So what else was on the wall? She said, I have come from myself. This is explaining consciousness. This is explaining why the reason why we are all part of the all. We are all God. And notice how I say one. I don't say gods. We are gods. We're individual souls, but we're also make up consciousness. All of our consciousness is connected like a net, like an internet. You go, you you go to one website that's a completely different website than the other. And the, the websites don't have access to each other, but they're all on the same network. And that's what consciousness is. It's like we're all online. We're all on the internet, but we're different sites. You, you get what I'm saying? And we can get hacked. But that's a whole nother thing. Demon possession, mind control. Our programs can get hacked and we can get viruses. There are also mental viruses. But I'm going to get into that later. So here are her names. Net, Knit, K-N-I-T, like knitting. So they refer to her as the goddess of the loom. 
and she knits the fabric of space-time. So knit. Then N-R-T, N-T, N-I-T, N-A-T, A-N-A-T, Neath, Netters, Amunet, Tanit. Those are all the names that she goes by. Goddess of the Matrix. She's source. She's the source. She's the womb. The cosmic womb. The unk. Life. She is life. I am, right? She's the I am. When you say I am, that means you exist. I think, therefore I am. Which assures me that I speak the truth, except in order to think is necessary to exist right? I exist. So she calls herself the weaver of the fabric of space-time. Dark matter, ether, fifth element, all that. And, and, and science tells us that, you know, uh, the universe, it's a fabric of space-time. So anyway, the net. The, the net is a web of consciousness. The knit part, why we call her knit, is the fabric of space-time. It's the same thing. So if you look up internet, it, you know, it's the same thing. So she's the matrix of creation, the primordial supreme being with, it's a female aspect because creation is, is female, divine, um, feminine is a creative energy. It's the source of creation. You know, we women have wombs that literally are portals to bring human souls, to bring consciousness alive and to have its own soul. That's crazy. So the primordial supreme being imparts protection and blessings in the form of spiritual power, created the seed of the gods and goddesses and men and women. They also refer to her as the divine cow who gave birth to Ra. They call her the mother, the father of all fathers and the mother of all mothers. That's what they call her. Also on the wall, she says, I am not mortal. Okay. And consciousness isn't mortal. Like when you leave this body, you quite possibly wake up in another universe in another reality or as a baby back on earth again you could wake up in a different planet you could wake up on a different dimension without a body you could just be a spirit you might just be a mind with no body or you could be on a different planet looking like a creature thing but with high consciousness we don't know <laughs> but she created the netters which are the forces of nature and she's self-begotten so here are all of the things that refer to her. Self-begotten, creator of all, the oldest one, the matrix, to make exist, the sword, the source, opener of the ways, the shield, reality, the unk, consciousness, keeper of cosmic order, to be, I am, mother of the gods, the first and most powerful force in the universe goddess of the matrix consciousness the first and most powerful force in the universe keeper of cosmic order that's the net so neith is one of the most ancient goddesses in the world she's the earliest worshipped in egypt or kemet or nubia or sudan whatever you want to whatever you want to call it she's associated with creation and all the myths that we know, it's really just her. Amen Ra, Amen Ra is actually, okay. So this is, this kind of gets deep. And actually what would be good is if you guys checked out the, um, called The Goddess and the Explorer on the Understanding channel by Seven Bowman on YouTube, Seven Bowman, where he talks about the purpose of the female. The purpose of the female is to discover the goddess within. That is basically my father and I are one. Because, you know, Jesus, if you follow Jesus, I, I actually believe in Jesus. I, I love Jesus. I love, you know, everything that he stands for and what he was talking about because I get the metaphysical aspect to it. So he's always like, my father and I are one. That's integration. That's basically you have to integrate your shadow. So the purpose of the female is to discover the goddess within and the male's goal 
is to explore the woman's goddess within. And if this can be done, you'll have it all, which is the gospel of the kingdom. And all of this stuff is in Seven Bomar's understanding uh, YouTube channel, the video, the goddess and the explorer. I may actually put that link in the description. So yeah, be looking out for that link. Um, yeah, he talks about universal awareness embedded in all traditions when they're in pristine shape. He talks about how the traditions have gotten edited and times have changed and things have, have a tendency not to look like how they were in the beginning, which is what we're looking at now, where everything is masculine. When we talk about God, we refer to him as a he. And that's, you know, it wasn't a he. <laughs> like literally women have babies like right now literally but but neith is the mother the father of all fathers and the mother of all mothers but i mean women were here self-procreating for tens of thousands of years before the male the y chromosome mutation occurred in the first place but that doesn't mean males aren't god you know we all are all is mind that's the topic all is mind just like all is mind what we're talking about now all is mind Yourself is your mind, consciousness, all is mine. And he talks about self-initiating into your own mystery school, which is, I call it the tree of life. And that's basically know thyself. This is, this is ancient wisdom, know thyself. Anyway, so in a nutshell, all the gods, all the entities, the deities, all, the, all of those things, amen, amen, Ra, everybody falls under the net. Okay, Net is the creator of all of these gods, the creator gods, the netters, the Naturu, which is the divine energies, which is the none, the nothingness, the primeval abyss, the primordial waters. This can actually go really deep. <laughs> and for the purpose of not having to explain the primordial waters and how consciousness came from one consciousness and split and multiplied. And now we have a whole network of billions of particles and people and trillions and things like that. I just want to, I don't really want to have to talk about that. Let's just talk about Thoth right now. Tahuti, the god of wisdom, writing, science, magic, art, judgment, who has the Greek equivalent of Hermes and who is also Tahuti, Nubian Tahuti. So there's this emerald tablets and from the emerald tablets, we get the Kabbalion, right? So there are seven hermetic principles, okay? The principles of truth are seven. This is the Kabbalion, which is Hermes, Thoth. The principles of truth are seven. He, and Hermes is reincarnated like three times. Hermes Trismegistus, thrice great. So he's from Atlantis and Egypt and all this and that. Manubia and all this and that. Okay. So the principles of truth are seven. He who knows these understandingly possesses the magic key before whose touch all the doors of the temple fly open. So the seven hermetic principles upon which the entire hermetic philosophy is based are as follows. There is the principle of mentalism, which is all is mind. The all is mind, the universe is mental. So we got the principle of correspondence, the principle of vibration, the principle of polarity, the principle of wisdom the principle of rhythm, the principle of cause and effect, and the principle of gender. But let's talk about the principle of mentalism. It embodies the truth that all is mind. It explains that the all, which is the substantial reality underlying all the outward manifestations and appearances, which we know under the terms of the material universe, the physical plane, 3D, the phenomena of life, matter, energy, in short, that is apparent to our material senses, spirit, 
which is in itself unknowable and undefinable, but which may be considered and thought of as a universal infinite living mind, consciousness. It also explains that the phenomenal world or universe is simply a mental creation of the all, subject to the laws of created things. Like, so when I say I'm God and you like, well, you finna die, you can die, you, can, you can't do this, you can't do that. There's laws here. We're in the physical universe. So go fly, go jump off a cliff. I can't because we, you know, we don't do that here. Okay, don't test the Lord thy God. Okay, please don't do that. You should not put your put God to the test, my friend. Don't do it. (laughs) So a mental creation of the all subject to the laws of created things that the universe as a whole and in its parts or units has its existence in the mind of the all in which mind we live and move and have our being. This principle by establishing the mental nature of the universe easily explains all of the varied mental and psychic phenomena that occupy such a large portion of the public attention in which without such explanation are non-understandable and defy scientific treatment. So an understanding of this principle will allow you to grasp the laws of the mental universe and to apply to your advancement and your well-being. So all is mind, the universe is mental. The principle of mentalism states that the universe is akin to a mental projection. Like I said, remember we were talking about, you know, narcissists and the speck in your eye, the logs and the specks. Everything is a, a mental projection. So you can't really accuse somebody of something that you don't know about, that you haven't been or you haven't experienced before or that, you know, you don't do yourself. People that are innocent are innocent. Like they never did that. So they don't know about that unless it was done to them. You feel me? So it's all about using your thoughts to shape your reality. For anything to be, a thought must precede it. And through this principle, it is believed that God is consciousness or thought, which is Thoth, you know, God of God of wisdom, Thoth. The word thought comes from thought, not thought, like a little thought. You are you a thought, not that kind of thought, but a thought like thinking. <laughs> so through this principle is believed that God is consciousness or thought and the universe is a manifestation of the mind of God. We are the mind of God. The universe is a manifestation of the mind of God. We're inside it. We are God. We're God's. We're like copies of God. So using this law, we got to, it helps us to, understanding this law helps us to harness the power of our minds so that we can create what we want. But the key is that we got to understand what we are. And ye are gods. So we got to recognize how much our thoughts manifest every day, whether internally or as a psychological or emotional state or externally. As the things we do or places we go, we see that when we can control our mind, We control our lives. We can get better at this, though, through spiritual practices such as meditation, which help us train our mind. Meditation, appreciation, because all is mind, right? So everything is a projection. We need to start projecting what we want to see instead of what is. Project what you want to see. And that's pretty hard because we're not definitely, definitely not trained for that because we're, you know, there are forces, satanic forces that want to control your mind. So we got to fight that, (laughs) you know. So Thoth also said this in the Emerald Tablets, know ye that all space is ordered. Only by order are ye one with the all. Order and balance are the law of the cosmos. Ye shall be one with the all. So to give you a further perspective, Nikolai Tesla said, if you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. And to break it down even further, Albert Einstein said, everything is energy, and that is all that there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want, and you cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way. 
This is not philosophy. It's physics. Metaphysics. Okay, so you know how in the Bible, Jesus talks about the gospel of the kingdom, right? I think that's what he was talking about. This is the gospel of the kingdom. All is mine. I, I was reading the Gnostics, right? The gospel according to Mary. And so a little background. It's from the Nag Hammadi Library. In, and it's found in the Berlin Gnostic Codex, Papyrus, Berlinius 8502. It is a very important and well-preserved codex that was discovered in the late 19th century somewhere near Akinim in Upper Egypt. And it was purchased in Cairo in 1896 and then taken to Berlin. Okay, so it was written in Coptic Greek, which is Old Nubian. Don't nobody really know that. That's Old Nubian. And it's called the, the Gospel of Mary in the Apocryphon of John. And the texts date to the second century and originally were authored in Old Nubian, okay? Greek, Old Nubian, okay? Okay, so it's kind of long. I'm going to start. Some of it is lost, but when I read it, I was just like so like, wow. So this is Mary and she's saying this is where it begins because obviously parts of it was missing. I don't know who destroyed this, but I'm mad because I want to know the whole thing. But anyway, somebody says, I think this is Mary saying, will matter then be destroyed or not? And then Jesus said, all nature, all formations, all creatures exist in and with one another, and they will be resolved again into their own roots. For the nature of matter is resolved into the roots of its own nature alone. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Then Peter said, since you've explained everything to us, tell us this also. What is the sin of the world? Jesus said, there is no sin. Oh, I told y'all. See, I've been trying to see. Look, I've been said that before I even read this. I I was like, I ain't saying, shoot, since I was little, I was like, I don't even believe that. I really don't. I don't believe that. Like, somebody said I'm a sinner. Like, I am not believing what these people say. They ain't in this. My reality is me. I knew this as a kid anyway. Okay, so this is Jesus saying, that's y'all savior, right? He died on the cross for y'all. That's y'all savior, right? Y'all don't want to hear what he, what he got to say? This is the gospel of the kingdom. This is the message that saves you. You ain't even, he said, ain't no sin, bro. I'm mad that this guy called me a sinner. I was just like, ugh. So anyway, Jesus said, there is no sin, but it is you who make sin when you do the things that are like the nature of adultery, which is called sin. Like basically, to me, that means when you say somebody else is a sinner, that means you're have to, you have to be a sinner by the law of mentalism because you're projecting so if you say somebody else is a sinner then that means you have those are your rules so you're like does that make sense projection so he said that is why the good came into your midst to the essence of every nature in order to restore it to its root then he continued and said that is why you become sick and die for you were deprived of the one who can heal you he who has a mind to understand let him understand Matter gave birth to a passion. Matter is the net, the net. Matter gave birth to a passion that has no equal, which proceeded from something contrary to nature. Then there arises a disturbance in its whole body. That is why I said to you, be of good courage. And if you are discouraged, be encouraged in the presence of the different forms of nature. What do we talk about? The net, the forms of nature. Net is, a, is forms of nature. The, net, the netters, the naturu. So anyway... The netters of the gods, which are all one. All those gods are just one. It's the net. It's the goddess of the matrix, consciousness. They're just different um, aspects of consciousness. And the f aspects of nature create consciousness, like the water, air, wind, the sun. All of these uh, particles that make up this universe 
are the forms of nature that make up also consciousness. Because when God said, let there be light, and then light started manifesting, right, from consciousness. Because in order for him to say, let there be light, when I say him, I'm just, it's really a woman doing this, but I'm just saying, let there be light, that's consciousness wanting light to be happening. So the Naturu, NTR, means nature, laws or power of nature, which equals the netter equals power or nature or energy or fully conscious beings. So we got Amen, Asar, Ma'at, Hetheru, Aset, like literally Nun, Geb, like all the gods are the forces of nature. So you got, I really don't want to get off track explaining this because I just, it's a lot, but it's not a lot, but in the interest of saving time, let's just continue with the gospel according to Mary. So, if you are discouraged, be encouraged in the presence of the different forms of nature. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. When the blessed one has said this, he greeted them all, saying, Peace be with you. Receive my peace unto yourselves. Beware that no one lead you astray. Lo here or lo there, for the Son of Man is within you. You see what I'm saying? That's the tree of life, y'all. That's what I'm trying to tell you. The knowledge of good and evil, they're not supposed to eat from that tree. God said don't eat from that tree. If you do, then your eyes are going to be open. You're going to be like, I'm a sinner. Oh, my God, I'm bad. I'm wrong. Because when they were naked, after they ate from the tree, you know, God came back to the garden. They're like, why are you hiding? They were like, oh, because we're naked. And he was like, who told you you're naked? Like, who told you you was naked? Like, bro, like, I didn't tell you you were naked. Who told you that? So if God didn't say you're naked, you're a sinner, who, do, who said that? Who made that up? Let me know. So anyway, so he says, beware that no one lead you astray, saying low here or low there, for the son of man is within you. Follow after him. That's God. The son of man is within you. The son of man. That's Ra. The son God is the soul, your soul, which is God. It's connected to source. Ra. It's, it's fire. It's your soul. Okay. Follow after him or her. If you're a guy, then him, I guess, whatever. Those who seek him will find him. Those who seek her will find her. I'm pretty sure they, like, changed it to be a guy, whatever. Go then and preach the gospel of the kingdom. That's what I'm doing, trying to tell you. Do not lay down any rules beyond what I've appointed you. I ain't tell you I didn't make up no rules. I just was trying to, you know, I didn't make no rules. <laughs> he said, and do not give a law like the lawgiver, lest you be constrained by it. See, that's what I said. See, I, oh, my God. I be saying this. I told old boy, I was like, no, you're a sinner because you're the one that believes in sin. I do not. So that, therefore, I can't sin. I don't do that. I don't believe in that. Like, I'm not going to call him a sinner. He called me a sinner. So that's his rules. He believed in that. So he's a sinner. He's a sinner, like literally. I don't know how the, why this is so hard for people, but I just... <laughs> Even in the Bible, the regular Bible, John 5, Jesus said, Yet it isn't I who will accuse you before the Father. Moses will accuse you. Yes, Moses, whom you put your hopes. That's 545, okay? <laughs> like, y'all y'all the ones accusing y'all self with y'all little laws and things. Anyway, he said, you know, do not lay down any rules beyond what I've appointed you and do not give a law like the lawgiver lest you be constrained by it. And when he said this, he departed. Then chapter 5, but they were grieved. They wept greatly, saying, How shall we go to the Gentiles and preach the gospel of the kingdom to the Son of Man? If they did not spare him, how will they spare us? Then Mary stood up, greeted them all, and said to her, Brethren, do not weep and do not grieve, nor be irresolute. 
for His grace will be entirely with you and will protect you. That Christ energy, that's that Christ, that the, the knowledge, truth, it's, it's with you. It'll protect your mind from like people trying to manipulate you and mind control you. So he said, but rather let's praise his greatness for he's prepared us and made us into men. And I agree. I agree. The stuff that I read, stuff Jesus said, definitely, um, I feel like it made me great because I can't be mind controlled. I mean, I guess I could be mind controlled, but not really. <laughs> so when Mary said this, let me read that again. She said, but rather let's praise his greatness for he has prepared us and made us into men. Boy, that's deep. When Mary said this, she turned their hearts to the good and they began to discuss the words of the Savior. Peter said to Mary, sister, we know that the Savior loved you more than the rest of women. Tell us the words of the Savior, which you remember, which you know, but we do not, nor have we heard them. Mary answered and said, what is hidden from you, I will proclaim to you. And she began to speak them these words. I, she said, I saw the Lord in a vision. And I said to him, Lord, I saw you today in a vision. And he answered and said to me, blessed are you that you did not waver at the sight of me. For where the mind is, there is the treasure. Okay, let me read that again. This is what the Lord said to, to Mary. Okay. And she was probably, it was her consciousness anyway, saying this to her. <clears throat> Blessed are you that did not waver at the sight of me. Right? Meaning like, know thyself. It's deep. I can't even. So for, for where the mind is, is the treasure. For where the mind is, there is the treasure. I said to him, Lord, how does he who sees the vision see it through the soul or through the spirit? The Savior answered and said, he does not see through the soul nor through the spirit, but the mind that is between the two. That is what sees the vision. And it is dot, dot, dot. They threw it away because they don't want you to know the gospel of the kingdom, which is all is mind. The universe is mental. This is a projection. That's how you can be mind controlled. It could affect your whole reality, what you believe, everything, bro. So with that said, Nikolai Tesla said, if you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. And to break it down even further, Albert Einstein said, everything is energy. And that is all that there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want and you cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is not philosophy. It's physics, metaphysics. And Les Brown said, in order to acquire something that you never had, you must become someone that you have never been. So every time you decide, you shift. So you can just choose who you wanna be and you'll shift into that version of yourself. You're always being led to your heart core. Reclaim your awareness, be here now. Anyway, thank you guys for joining me. Don't forget to check my music out. I'm streaming on all platforms, Elise 5000, baby. And as always, peace and hair grease. Yeah, I'm driving slow in the fast lane. Chop a spoon, pop a coat, ain't I make them holler through little things.